It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> my whole life <laughs> I got some things to say I'm still slowly dying but uh. hey we all are <laughs> good morning back row radio I'm Matt and I'm Mo and you're streaming the morning side hug completely loving socially awkward and decidedly Christian we are a back row morning show exclusively on backrowradio.com on today's show 10 things we tell our newlywed selves not to each other, but as we were married separately to other people. <laughs> Plus the latest news, random facts, and more. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's always easy to make that clarification right away because we don't want people assuming that we're the ones married. Because that is what a lot of the morning shows are. We are married, Christian, but not to not each to other. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what a lot of morning shows and the Christian yeah. radio stations are going towards now. It's usually, a, it's often a married couple yeah. now. And so just... Just to be clear. Just yes. Just to be clear. We are married, just not <laughs> together. <laughs> it would be really weird if we were married because we're too much of the same person. Exactly. It would be like married to yourself. Uh-huh. And that's gross. Yeah. And probably illegal. There's got to be some law. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we talked about this. About how a lady chose to marry herself. Oh, right. I remember, remember that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was a legal marriage, though. Probably not. I don't know if it could be. You know. Just a ceremony. Yeah. It's just a I'm independent ceremony. <laughs> right? It's not recognized by the state or anything, but, you know. But today is uh, July 21st, uh-huh. and uh, we have a very special holiday to celebrate today. We do. I'm super excited about this one. <laughs> it is National Junk Food Day. Whoop, whoop. What? Have you ever wished for a day where you can eat absolutely anything you want? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that day is today. National Junk Food Day is celebrated every year on July 21st, dedicated to the foods we like to snack on. This isn't your average cheat day. Today, you can eat junk food for every meal. Popularized in the U.S. in the 1950s, junk foods are usually, by definition, high in fats, sugars, salt, and calories, but they are also high in deliciousness. Junk Food Day is the perfect day to treat yourself. On this day, you're allowed your junk. F- you are allowed your favorite junk foods without any guilt. So go ahead and add extra cheese on that burger and go for that order of fries today. You're allowed. You know what? Treat a, yourself. 2020. A, chi- <laughs> a Chili's. Uh... Just bacon cheeseburger with double cheese might be the best burger I've had in a long time. We talked about this last week. The best burger? Was it last week? The best burger I've had in a long time. I haven't been to Fuddruckers or other places in a while. So I have to tell you, Hmm. I ordered the Impossible Burger again. Oh, yeah? And and it wasn't great? I was so disappointed. Really? I guess they've just dropped the ball or something i don't know they've lowered their standards i'm not sure look our local burger king goes through rounds our local burger king can get the boot what time did you go get it like what time of the day was it for dinner or was it for lunch lunch oh well i'm surprised usually lunch team has got it on point and the dinner team drops the ball Mm -hmm. and i think it's because the manager's not there at night really because they just every time i've i have not once and there was a period i went a lot I have not once 
gone to Burger King past 5 p.m. and gotten my order correct. Really? Not a single time. Wow. And it's not a hard order. No mustard. That's the order. That's the change. <laughs> I want a double cheeseburger with no mustard. That's the only thing I do. Not once. And you want to know? It's not just that they forget the cheese or the 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 must or forget to take off the mustard. There have been times where I've gotten just burgers, like no cheese, no anything on the bun. There have been times that I've gotten uh, no ketchup. There's been times that I've gotten mayonnaise on it. There's no mayonnaise on that burger. There have been times that they take off. Uh, everything but the mustard. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've they've messed it up in every possible way they could mess it up. And I just don't understand do what you, the past 5 p.m. crew is doing. Do you want to throw the <laughs> burger at them and be like, no, mustard? Eventually, I just I just had to stop going. I'm just yeah. like, I'm not going there past 5 p.m. It's just not happening anymore. Well, we've talked about DoorDash and how Taco Bell is mm. the worst with DoorDash. Yeah. So, and I've told my family, we are not ordering Taco Bell on DoorDash anymore. So now every time that they go over my roll and they order Taco Bell on DoorDash, I just don't get anything. Yeah. And I'm the one that's not, I'm never the one that's not let down. I'm never the one that's let down. There you go. There we go. Because <laughs> um, I don't have to worry about whether or not they get my order right through DoorDash. Well, this last time, okay, mm-hmm. Chris is like, if they don't get this order right, I am throwing the bag of food at the DoorDasher. And Cannon, of course, is like, really, Dad? Really? You, you Can I re- film it for TikTok? You, you really, you're really going to do it? <laughs> like, you, you promise you're going to do it. Because Cannon even knows the order's going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. It just is. <laughs> we don't know how. That's the surprise. That's what makes it fun. So I'm beginning to wonder, really, if it's something with our town and, and the fast food restaurants here. See, I just don't know. And Matt. I don't, I don't want to blame Taco Bell because I always order like through their app. Yeah. And I go to Taco Bell fairly frequently, probably at least once a week. Yeah. And I order through the app and all my orders are always insanely complicated. I'm yeah. removing a bunch of stuff, adding other things. They've got a 98% track record of getting it right the first try every time with me. Yeah. So I have to feel like it's something through the DoorDash side. Okay. So I have wondered. Yeah. And for the longest time, DoorDash with Taco Bell, you know, it's different for every restaurant. Yeah. So DoorDash with Taco Bell, the DoorDasher would have to go in and order. Right. And then Taco Bell would fill it. Well, now Taco Bell is on board with what the other fast food restaurants are doing. They get the order in, they bag it and seal it. And so then when the DoorDasher gets it, they just pick up the order and take it to your home. It's sealed. They can't even check it before they leave the restaurant Mm. now to make sure that it's accurate. Just yesterday, Mila and Chris ordered Taco Bell. The boys were gone for the day, so the two of them ordered Taco Bell. They ordered chips and cheese, just the chips with the nacho cheese and extra cheese. They both got four things of cheese. No chips. No <laughs> chips at all. None. <laughs> and so Chris is like, I don't get it. I don't. Under- what do you think we were going to do with our, our extra cheese? Just dip drink our tacos it. in it? I don't drink know. Drink that cheese. That's, that's your drink. That's yep. your beverage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a special uh, special news story for you today. That's that's a, kind of a different definition of junk food. Okay. Um. There's a baker who's using female urine from public toilets to make Goldilocks bread. (laughs) So food made with something from junk. Uh, (laughs) This is disgusting. 
interesting. And what are you thinking? An enterprising French baker is switching up her bread recipe, or should we say recipe, by using wheat fertilized with female urine harvested from public restrooms. Why? Urine is a great fertilizer, said the engineer and self-proclaimed eco-feminist Louise Raguet, I don't know. Who regularly gathers piddle from female urinals in the 14th uh, Aradon? Uh, do you know how to say this word? Arrondissement? Arrondissement of no, Paris? No, I don't know how to say that. Uh, <laughs> 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 she's the brains behind Goldilocks bread. Uh, her goal is to break taboos over excrement and to create a sustainable food cycle. According to a new study published by the French Urban Planning Agency, some 29 million loaves of urine utilizing bread could be baked daily, saving farmers 703 tons of nitrogen employed in artificial fertilizers per day. Perhaps it's true what they say, that April showers bring May flowers, like bread flour. You get it? This is a joke. These are the jokes, people. It's a... <laughs> Neglected liquid, usually dismissed as waste, said Raguet. Is it ragu? Is it Raguet? It's French. Raguet. Raguet. Uh, adding <laughs> that urine harbors nitrogen, potassium, and many other nutrients that plants extract from the soil, and as such, it should be treated like a gold mine, she said. Gold mine. It's another joke. I'm so grossed out right now. <laughs> Going to the bathroom is literally flushing food potential down the toilet. When you pee in water, treatment plants remove the nutrients, they said. They do not return to the earth. <laughs> the system is not circular. It's unknown how urine affects the taste of the bread. It's rumored, uh, it's rumored sterility when expelled from the human body has been the topic of much scientific debate. So to further ensure its cleanliness, how do you say it again? Rag... rag Ragway. Dilutes the bizarre ingredient 20 times before applying it to the wheat used in the Goldilocks bread. So at least it's heavily diluted urine. No, <laughs> at least nothing. <laughs> there, nothing about this makes it okay or <laughs> what I would consider edible. <laughs> it's really... It's grossing me out, man. The decision to employ female wee-wee was part of what <laughs> Ragway calls ecofeminism, which advocates using eco-friendly products to empower women. And the pea cycling program isn't Ragway's only ecofeminist initiative. The unorthodox inventor also MacGyvered a female urinal nicknamed Marcel, which she was, says helps cut down the wait time at women's restrooms at public events. No. <laughs> this is a New York Post article, by the way, for those of you listening. I love that they said wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Considering it's a French article. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh, yes, man. yes. Mm -mm. Goldilocks bread. So if you ever go anywhere and you see on the menu Goldilocks bread offer, don't order, don't order it because it. it's not what you think. Don't it's not let a golden wheat. Get the best of you. <laughs> Must be made with golden wheat. Here's I would the thing, love that. And I'm listen. I am one of those people that would be like, I've heard of this bread. I've heard of Goldilocks bread. I think I need to order it. No, I'm going to say it a few times now. <laughs> Just Do not no, 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 no. order the Goldilocks bread. It Goldilocks has pea bread. in it. Do not order the gold. Say it with me, everybody. Do not order the Goldilocks bread. Okay. Somebody's been peeing in my bread. <laughs> and look, she's still there. <laughs> Goldilocks is not good. <laughs> Do not order the bread. 
Oh, my gracious. So funny. I just, all that I can hope is that our listeners continue to hear my voice um, <laughs> as they go to restaurants. And if they see it anywhere, they're like, oh, Goldilocks bread. Wait, there's Mo. Do not order the Goldilocks bread. This is just, I mean, it's the first step to Soylent Green. I mean, first we start eating our own waste. Then we start eating like recycled body parts of deceased people. And no. then it's like we're grinding up people and making Soylent Green. <laughs> Soylent Green is people. Mm. I can't. I can't. How's it any different than eating a cow, Mo? How's it any different? Pig skin or the exact same skin as us? I'm doing my very best not to puke right now. I can't. Uh, all right, well then on that. Coming up later in the show, it's Tuesday Junk Foods Day. That's right, on Junk Foods Day. <sighs> uh, we'll be back with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. You're listening to the Morning Side Hug here on Back Row Radio, sharing airtime with the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie. We'll be talking about new and upcoming junk food when we come back shortly. But first, here's not another Bible study with Kyle and Matt. Kyle Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. A year ago, we were at Disneyland in California when Olivia, one of our daughters, said, I sure hope that we can see Moana. Moana is a Disney princess and happens to be one of her favorites. And sure enough, after what seemed like a decade in line, if anybody's been to uh, Disney, you know exactly what that is like, we got to meet Moana. Or at least some young lady dressed up as Moana. She was hoping for something, or rather someone, that seemed real, but in reality, that lady was no more Moana as I am the King of France. But we hope in someone that is real, the creator of the universe, the one who ushered every planet into motion, and the one who has every particle at his beck and call. And our God calls us to be patient in affliction and persistent in prayer. And yes, we are facing some measure of affliction and trials and hardship during these times. And if I'm honest, I, I wish it was over yesterday or last month, but it's not. God is calling us to be patient, to persevere in prayer. And Olivia hoped that she would see a make-believe young lady dressed up as Moana. Our hope is in the God who is there, the God who is here, and the God who will support us during this season of affliction. So with that in mind, I remind you to rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, persevere in prayer. In other words, just because our world seems to have been turned upside down, we know the end of the story. Jesus wins, and so we can rejoice, knowing that and be patient, knowing ourselves even maybe lacking in prayer or in hope, persevere in that prayer. God, why don't you pray for us? Father, we thank you for the opportunity to open up your word and the gift that is to us. Help us to be people who are patient in these days of disruption and persistent in our prayer. May you strengthen us with your grace. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Yes, and after this show, you can visit Amazon.com and search for Evangelize to Revitalize, the pastor's role in church revitalization and evangelism. Have a great day.
Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And let's kick off this portion of our show with five random facts about junk food. Four out of five children recognize the McDonald's logo by the time they're three years old, which is before some of them even know their own names. Look, my my youngest kid does not go to McDonald's a lot with us. Like, I don't think we ever take him to McDonald's. He goes a few times with my mother, mm-hmm. but that's rare especially lately because like it's been six months or more since he's been able to hang out with her yeah. on a regular basis. And that's something that he has recognized for as long as I can remember. As yeah. long as he could talk, he goes, McDonald's, whenever we drive by it. And I'm like, this kid is addicted already. <laughs> what do they do at McDonald's that addicts you Well, so Topher's quickly? first word was eat. <laughs> at eight months old... Eat in the Taco Bell drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's when I knew we have a problem. We are a Taco Bell family. <laughs> this is what we do. But that's the thing. I am apparently we're a Taco Bell family, but I am not a Taco Bell person. Right? You just got dragged into it. Everybody else loves it. <laughs> Over one billion pizzas are delivered to the United States every year. More pizzas are delivered on Super Bowl Sunday than on any other day of the year. Yeah. Interesting. Super Bowl Sunday is the Super Bowl of pizza delivery <laughs> companies as well. I don't think that I eat pizza on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I know I don't because we've been doing this thing at Highland now for nearly 20 years yeah. where we do soup. Like we bring soup stews and I usually make a big vat of queso and chips and stuff. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people. That's if nothing crazy. else, it's a part of the buffet that they make, you know. You don't make that buffet if you get pizza delivered. Like, stop taking credit for something that you can do. Jeez. I think, it, I th- well, especially since Pizza Hut now does the wings and they do them decently yeah. most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, just get pizza, wings, breadsticks, or whatever, and you got a whole mini buffet there right away oh from goodness. one place. Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> and you can order the dessert, too. Yeah, you got everything there. <sighs> Who needs anywhere else? Just Pizza Hut. That's that, the only place you ever need to I'm eat. I'm not anymore. a Pizza Hut fan, but Me okay. Either, but. <laughs> Uh, Chick-fil-A sells more than 1.64 billion chicken nuggets every year. That would be more than five nuggets for each person in the U.S. Wow. That's a lot of nugs. That is a lot of nuggets. And I bet it's more now because I'm pretty sure this fact is a couple years old, but I bet it's more now that you can actually buy them in bulk and like freeze them. Because hmm. now they sell like a tray with that. like 40 or so really? chicken nuggets on it. Yeah. People say, yeah, just buy this, freeze it, eat it on Sunday. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. Uh, Carmine is a red food coloring that is often found in ice cream, Skittles, good and plenty. And it's from boiled something bugs. Cochineal, I think, or cochineal. Boiled bugs. Yeah, they're little beetle looking things. That's gross. Mm -hmm. You eat it all the time. Well, I don't like Good and Plenty or Skittles. It's it's literally red food coloring. That's the red food dye. I just won't eat anything red anymore. Never again. <laughs> the term junk food was initially used in the 1960s, but was popularized during the following decade when the song Junk Food Junkie reached the top of the charts in 1976. Yep, yep, yep. Junk food focus day today, and we are going to do our junk food news segment Woo-hoo! right now. 
where we go through new and upcoming junk foods that we have either seen in stores or are coming to stores sometime soon. Mm. First up on the list, caramel chocolatey chunk rice krispies treats. So, do you like the normal Rice Krispie treats, like the pre-made ones? Mm-hmm. I do. You like those all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They've never quite hit the standard of, like, homemade ones for me. Okay. But they're okay. Yeah. But when you start adding things into them, I hate them. Really? Even just, like, the little mini M&Ms mm-hmm. added on top. I hate it. Yeah. And so, now this is caramel flavoring in the marshmallow part and topped with a chocolate drizzle and having chocolate chunks all in it. Mm-hmm. That's just too much. That's too much for me. I feel like it would be too sweet. I feel like it would be cloying. It'd be what? Cloyingly sweet. I've never Have you ever heard, heard that, that term? Nope. Too sweet. Overly uh, sweet. Too. Towards point. Sweet. Painful. Pointful. Towards pointful. Pointful. <clears throat> uh, these came late. I don't know if they were late on purpose. I don't know if they were late because of COVID-19. Okay. But they showed up long after I think they should have. Uh, Ego has released red, white, and blueberry pancakes, mm. but they came out after July 4th at most places, which normally you'd throw in your Independence Day themed foods beginning of June at least. Yeah. It's just prolonging the patriotism. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Just, just remember, we're still free. Really. Really, you are. You're really free right now. Eat this pancake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, speaking of Skittles, Skittles are coming out with a new blend next week. Uh, Skittles Smoothies. Now, there was a Smoothies brand uh, version of Skittles out in the U.S. in 2005 and a few different versions in other countries, but this is a brand new flavor mix. This is banana, uh, strawberry banana, raspberry, blueberry, peach guava, and mango. Hmm. Yeah. Each of them will have a slightly creamy flavor as well. Just don't forget about that red dye. Just that red dye is all over this mm-hmm. one here. Uh, <laughs> Nerds Gummy Clusters is coming out. These are sweet gummy balls coated in Nerds candy. So I love Nerds. Mm-hmm. Love. Do you like Nerds Rope? Uh, you ever I, had it? I wasn't a fan of Nerds Rope, but I feel like this is This is, is supposed like to be that, tiny, essentially. It's yeah. just like tiny edible poppable versions yeah. of that. But I think what I don't, what I didn't like about the nerd's rope was that it was this long string of rope. But so I think that it's it had nothing to do with the flavor. It was just the convenience of eating it. It was very inconvenient. So I think that I and I would assume messy. I would assume with the rope, the nerds would be falling off everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and your saliva gets all down the rope, hitting your hand. Yeah, that is not fun. That's not a fun time. That's Mm -hmm. not a fun experience. Not even a little bit. No, thank you. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, so these might be better. Yeah. And that might be exactly why they created it. Just because people are like, you know, this is messy and kind of gross, uh-huh. but I like it. Can yeah. we just have, you know, easy versions? Right. Uh, coming exclusively to Walmart, July 27th, Baby Shark Mac and Cheese. Baby Shark. <laughs> and it's just normal mac and cheese with. Baby shark shapes. I did not it's realize super that special. But, that was still a thing. But it's like, like I didn't a big deal. Realize it was still so popular. I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon bought like some sort of rights to it. Really? So it came from Pinkfong, which is the it's a I think a Japanese company that came not up with Ping it. Pong. And it sounds like their little. Have you ever heard the little no logo Mm-mm. thing that pops up? 
It's, it's Johnny's favorite thing. And he says ping pong because that's what he thinks yeah. it says. And comes up. He's all ping pong. Ping pong. That's what it is. <laughs> he goes ping pong. That's what he says. I'm like, that's racist, kid. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you, in this climate, you're going to be racist, you three-year-old. Um, How but, dare you? <laughs> but yeah, it's still a very big thing. They're, they're even coming out, I think, with a movie. Really? Okay, but I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon bought the rights to it because Nickelodeon's logo is on the package of the mac and cheese up okay. in the corner. Yeah. But so is the Ping Fong logo. So they're joining forces. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's still coming, and they're making a big deal about this mac and cheese. Like it's big advertisements. Okay. Mac and cheese coming July 27th exclusively to Walmart. Briars, which is neither ice cream nor frozen yogurt, it is a frozen dairy dessert. And that is how it has to be legally <laughs> pronounced. Briars has a new Cinnabon frozen dairy dessert with cinnamon, quote unquote, ice cream, gooey cinnamon swirls and dough bites all throughout. And I feel like that could be really good or really nasty. Yeah, I don't think I'm a fan of cinnamon in my ice, my frozen dairy dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to get sued here. <laughs> I don't I don't think that the two will mix well. You don't think so? I don't. I'd be willing to give it a try. But I d- I also don't think it'd be great. Yeah. So I wonder if Briars has to be called a frozen dairy dessert because Dryers came first and Dryers is ice cream. I don't know. It, no, Dryers just... isn't ice cream either, I don't think. Really? I think okay, I think mind. it's frozen yogurt though. But okay. I don't know what it can be called. Uh, Sonic, you've probably seen these commercials. Sonic has their lemon berry slush float uh, hanging around now. It's a layer of frozen lemonade slush, then a layer of vanilla ice cream in the center, and finally a layer of strawberries in syrup on top. It's amazing. It looks awful. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. And if you like uh, the Italian ice, mm-hmm. you will like this. Mm. Oh, I Just love don't it. Know. I oh. It was my birthday treat. Yeah. Because my birthday was lackluster this year. It just doesn't look all that great. I went and bought myself the lemon berry slush. (laughs) And it was, oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. All right. You do you, Mo. I don't think I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to (laughs) pass. So these are interesting. Do you put M&Ms in your popcorn? It's a recent snack trend at the movie theaters. Okay. Daedra does. Mm -hmm. She likes it a lot. I've gotten on board with it. It's not my choice, but if we're at the movie together, I'll do it for her sake. M&M's is leaning into this trend with uh, chocolate popcorn M&M's. And it's a crispy M&M with the the crispy rice center. Mm -hmm. But that crispy rice center is going to have like buttered popcorn flavor in it with the chocolate wrapped around it. Interesting. I think they could be great. Yeah. I actually could get on board with that. So as soon as I see those in stores, picking them up for a taste test. Yeah. So don't eat them without me. Fine. <laughs> but if you see them, buy them. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Ritz cheese crispers have come out. And these are weird. They, I can't quite tell if they're supposed to be a cracker or a chip. Because hmm. they still look like a cracker, but they're talked about like they're chips. Okay. So uh, we're going to try that out here in a minute. What? It's one of our taste tests. One? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, we gosh. have two taste tests because it's junk food. It's Did junk food day. Did you say that and I didn't hear you? I said I had something special we were okay. going to talk about, but I didn't mention it yet. So we're going to try that first. We have okay. two taste tests coming up. Uh, but they have these in cheddar flavor, the typical cheddar. But then they also have four cheese and herb. And that's the one we're going to be trying today. Okay. Uh, which I'm excited about. Okay. Uh, and last on our, well, not last on our list, but mm, last before our taste test. You said Chris likes the McRib, right? Mm-hmm. McRib might not be coming to McDonald's this year. I don't know. Should I think it should have already been here, right? I think, I think so. We talked about I that mean, last week. Yeah. Well, Subway is answering the call with their barbecue rib sandwich, hey. and they their thing looks exactly like the McDonald's one. It's the formed, you know, yeah. fake rib shape, but uh, you can put whatever topping you want on it, and it can be a foot long if you want it. So, and you said you weren't a fan of like the toppings. Is that what you said? No. I don't remember what you said. Something you I'm just like not it. a fan. I don't like barbecue. That's sauce. right. You didn't like the sauce. Yeah. Well, you could probably sauce it up however you'd like. Yeah. Uh, I might have yeah. to try it. it. I mean, it it actually looked pretty decent. Yeah. Like we I might, might try be it having too. Subway for lunch. Today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like I said, we're gonna do two taste tests. Got two taste tests for you today in honor of Junk Food Tuesday falling on. National, National Junk, junk food, food Day, day. which is whoop, just, whoop. I mean, the perfect day for that. So our first taste test today, as announced, are Ritz Cheese Crispers for Cheese and Herb. Right there. See those? Oh, no, I'm trying to see the other taste test that you the have hidden that you oh, haven't um, have that revealed yeah, to me yet. yet. <laughs> so open those and uh, we'll try these out. So I don't recall what the four cheeses are, but they're all... Like white. Oh, well, it, it doesn't say. The crackers say. are white. It said somewhere online. I just don't or remember. It doesn't say. Uh, I do know that there are little green specks on there, and those are supposed to be parsley, but you don't actually taste the parsley. The herb flavor is actually a part of the other natural ingredients that are on the inside. <clears throat> All right. Let's look on the inside there. Don't look bad. Little, little hexagonal shape. Uh, Crackeronis all there. All right, I'm gonna grab one here. Ooh, this one's puffed up all night. Ooh, look at that. Matt says. Look at that puff. Look at that puffage. I was still trying to. Oh, dang. Yeah, really. Hey, mine yeah, too. You got a puff too. All right, all I'm right. a fan of puffs. All right. Hmm. That's a little bit more of a complex, like cheese flavor. It's not a standard. I taste Parmesan. Yeah, I definitely taste Parmesan. So if there's Parmesan, there's likely Romano in there as well. Maybe That's a probably white. Probably what it is. Maybe Parmesan, a white cheddar. Asiago, Romano. Asiago is likely one of them. Yeah. What would be the fourth one? Could be like a white cheddar. cheddar. I'm feeling like a little bit of a cheddar hint in there as well. Well, there is cheddar on the picture. Ah, all right. Then that makes sense to me. And then parsley. What do you I think? Mean, Would you eat them normal? I think so. Mm, yeah, I like these. I don't love them, but I don't hate them. The cheese flavor is bold, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I could have, like, a whole bowl of these. I feel like it might be too much, too overwhelming. Which is probably a good thing. Dang, you can eat 21 of these for 140 calories. 
that's not bad. That's not probably bad all, all I'd want to eat at the most. Well, at three, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's a bit strong. So, But I like the texture a lot, too. And it's still, I can't tell if it's a cracker or a chip. It's really right in the middle mm-hmm. for me. It's, I mean, it's a crisper. It's, yeah, it's almost, it's almost like rice-like, you know, like almost yeah. like a puff rice mm-hmm. kind of texture to it. It's not bad. It has zero Ritz taste to it. Yeah, like, it doesn't taste like a Ritz cracker at, at all. At all. Not period. even a little bit. Mm-mm. But it is good. Potato and wheat chips. That's what mm. they're calling them. Okay. So. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's like pretty it. good. All right. Thumbs up for me. We got a thumbs second up one? for you. I'm going to do a thumbs. Middle thumb. Yeah. Thumb on it's, it's all right. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'd eat it if that's all that was in the house. Right. <laughs> And the great thing is I'm not coming anywhere near the 140 calories. For real, yeah. You get a handful and it wouldn't even register Mm -hmm. on your your life. (laughs) True story. What's next? All right, time for our second uh, taste test of the day. These are ones I didn't even bring up in the uh, list of our junk food. I see the trolley logo. Trolley. These are sour, crunchy crawlers. They are candied sour gummy worms. I'll okay. let you open this. Um, there are three different flavors. So like the, you know, the trolley sour gummy worms, which I think are the quintessential gummy worm, right? Like that sour gummy worm anyway. Yeah. It's typically the, the, the dual toned. You got the red and blue. You got the other red and yellow. And then you got the green and orange. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. So these have one flavor on the outside. They're very bright. They're very vibrant. They have one flavor on the outside, which is a hard candy coating, mm-hmm. and then one flavor on the inside, which is a gummy-esque coating. Co- uh, flavor. Flavor. I oh, meant. flavor. And, um, yeah, so I'm excited to try these. I've already promised my boys the leftovers, though, so can't Fine. take these home. Not trying the blue one, because the blue one's blue raspberry. Oh. <laughs> Mo's face. Not a fan. Oh, it's so hard. I am not a fan. I can't even bite through it. Okay, there we go. Oh, wow. This is weird. So it's like Mm. a giant nerd's candy. I do like it. With a gummy on the center. I like the flavor a lot. I have the green one, I think. Yeah. All right. So I'll do the blue raspberry since you're not going to do it. Did you do the red? I did. So the flavor's on the back. You tore through the thing. Sorry. <laughs> you don't like yours? No. Uh, can't I'm not a fan. I not can't. A fan? Uh, so the red one starts with strawberry and has watermelon in the middle. The blue one is blue, <laughs> blue raspberry with orange in the middle, which is a weird combination. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Um, the green one is lime on the outside with cherry in the middle. That's probably why I liked it. Those are two of my favorite flavors. Uh-huh. All right, so the red one is strawberry and watermelon. I'm trying that one now. The blue was awful. Yeah. Blue and orange is awful. I'm taking a green one. Sorry, boys. You're yeah. going to have to just... Try a green one, sure. I'll probably have another green one. This one's not bad. I don't like... I mean, I don't hate the, the strawberry The red one isn't bad. The blue one is terrible. It's terrible. Of course it'll be terrible. It's blue raspberry, and that's the worst flavor of candy ever. Oh, the green one is good. Yeah. It's real good. It's like a cherry limeade. Yeah. From Sonic. <laughs> now, those I like a lot. Um, I think... Just give me a whole bag of the green oh, ones. Oh, just the green one? 
I feel like the initial shock of what it was tainted the first few chews, but now that I know what to expect from it, I don't mind it. Like, I was afraid to bite down on the first one because it it's seemed still, like it was a lot harder than it was. It still has a weird aftertaste, though. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not noticing an aftertaste. And it is. It has, like, the outside coating tastes like a nerd's candy, just a giant nerd's candy. Yeah, it kind of does. With a, but the gummy on the inside is not like a, I don't know. It's almost thicker than a. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say that. Typical. It's like a little harder to chew. Yeah. It's like a stale gummy worm or like a, yes. one of those gas station bags. Uh-huh. <laughs> gummy worms yep. that, that are no brand name. Yeah. And I'm a fan <laughs> of Trolley because I like the consistency of their gummy worms. Mm -hmm. They're not super hard. Yeah, they're a real good middle ground. Ugh. Not super hard, not super soft and yucky. I won't be buying these. Yeah, these are, these are definitely... A limited time thing. Yeah. I don't think these are going to last very long. I've got like a bit of a headache here now. <laughs> Between the sour and the chewing and the, yeah, I feel a headache forming <laughs> right above my eye. Alrighty. Well, those were our taste tests. Hope you enjoyed them. Uh, these are really good. I'm going to have at least two more of these gummy worms before the day's over. Nope, they're not good at all. <laughs> coming, up, good. coming up later in the show, 10 things we would tell ourselves when we were young newlyweds with our own synopsis. <laughs> we'll be back with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Because again, we're not married. Me and Mo. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> You're listening to the Morning Side Hug here on Back Row Radio, sharing airtime with the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie. Coming up next, marriage advice we'd give ourselves from 15 years ago. But first, here's Binge Watching for Jesus. And there's one other thing, and this is important. Let's keep this alliance totally a secret. Don't tell anyone. An alliance? Oh, yeah. What does that even mean? I think it has something to do with Survivor, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I know that it involves spying on people, and we may build a fort in the county. Jim. Hey, hey, hi, Pam. Listen, could I talk to you for a second about the paper products? Did you tell Pam about the alliance? What? No. Just now. Oh, no, 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 Dwight. No, I'm using her for the alliance. There's no getting around it. The downsizing is coming. We find the people of Dunder Mifflin coming to that conclusion here in episode four of season one of The Office. But... To whom? And when is it coming? And how would one protect themselves? How about we form an alliance? When Dwight actually comes to Jim and earnestly suggests forming an alliance to try and keep themselves on staff, Jim emphatically accepts the invitation. So he can mock Dwight. So he can make fun of him and prank him. And even though this is only the fourth episode of The Office ever, the show has already done a tremendous job in making you dislike who Dwight is and what he does. And so you're right on board along for the ride on Jim and Pam's side. Dude, hey, no, hey, dude, hey, I was hey. just, listen, whoa. I don't even, I don't even know how to explain this. Um, uh, Dwight asked me to be in an alliance. <laughs> 
Don't worry, guys. I'm not trying to high road you here. This is what the story was about. But the truth is, those of us who live about our daily lives and not on a sitcom do have to interact with people that we dislike, maybe even people that we would consider enemies on a regular basis. How are we supposed to treat these people? Well, in Proverbs 24:17, we're told not to gloat when our enemy falls. In Proverbs 25:21, we're told to feed our enemy when he's hungry. But the blatant instruction to love our enemies came from Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, when he said, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. God, who is love, has told us to love. That doesn't necessarily mean that we have to like everything that they do, even what they believe or what they stand for, but it does mean that we need to treat them as God the Father treats them. People who need God's love. People who need the bread of life. People who one day might be standing beside you on a Sunday morning in church. Because frankly, we should be treating our interactions with everybody as if one day we're going to have the opportunity to truly witness to their heart to show them just who Jesus is and to help bring them into new life. And in that way, we're able to form a true alliance, turning enemies into friends and in fact, family who all share in heaven's living bread. Because frankly, their bread is very good. Subscribe to Binge Watching for Jesus on Spotify and make sure that you catch new episodes every week right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And in this segment, we are, <laughs> we, we, we did the 10 things that Mo would tell her 15-year-old self last week, which I think was really cool. I really liked uh, that segment. And then she brought up the idea, hey, we just celebrated our 15th uh, wedding anniversary. You guys just celebrated your 15th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do the same kind of thing uh, this week for marriage advice? Mm-hmm. So this is 10 things we tell our younger, younger selves about marriage. She has five that she's come up with. I have five as well. Um, so we'll go back and forth. I'll go ahead and do the first one. Okay. Uh, first one that I have is that remember that marriage is not just between you and your spouse, but it's between you two and God. Uh, it's an oath, a covenant that God blesses and also enforces. Um, something that was brought to my attention a few years ago in Malachi talking about uh, there's, a, there's a situation where God basically withdraws blessing from somebody because they're not being faithful in their marriage. They're not, being, they're not hol- upholding their own marriage vows. Mm. And so he's putting that importance on if you're breaking your marriage vows, you're breaking your vow to me because mm. you've made a covenant. And that covenant is not just between you and your spouse. It's between you, your spouse and me. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the earlier things I remember in uh, I think this wasn't even marriage counseling. I think this was before marriage counseling. It might have been something I learned in youth group where we were talking about marriage is that it's not like a, you take your spouse, you take you on a whiteboard and it's not just a line. Right. It's a triangle. Mm-hmm. You and your spouse are in the bottom two corners. God's at the top. And as you grow closer together, you grow closer to God mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I think I've struggled to to make a priority, uh, especially earlier on in the marriage. Uh, I, I tend to put Daedra in that uh, savior role mm-hmm. for me. And uh, I mentioned that a lot in my testimony that we aired a couple weeks ago. But, you know, she she was my go-to whenever I was 
struggling, you know, mm-hmm. when I was I was depressed or anything like that. She was my antidepressant. I never really ran to, to Jesus, never mm-hmm. really ran to God uh, automatically. And that was something that God had to kind of train me out of over the course of my life. And uh, I'm grateful for that. And that's <laughs> it's clearly much easier when you're doing it that route. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish I had put more of an emphasis on focusing on that when we got married. Right. Uh, So my first one was, be careful what or who you allow to influence your marriage. Even the best advice can be taken out of context and create damage. So for our anniversary, I actually bought Chris a daily devotional um, from Billy Graham. Mm. And so as I was trying trying to decide if that was the one that I wanted to buy, I opened it up to the day that I was on just to read what the devotion was for that day. And in the devotion, it was talking about, um, you know, having to make hard decisions is the path that you are on the path that God wants for you. And some of those hard decisions can be to end a relationship or, and reading it, it's very clear that he's referring to friendships or even work relationships. But if you're in a point in your marriage where you're struggling and it's difficult for, you know, a season or a time, you can read something that is not meant to be taken that direction. Exactly. Yeah. But because of where you are in, in the season in your marriage or the time, time of day or whatever, you can read it as a positive affirmation that divorce is an option and it's coming from someone who is... A respected authority. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, you just have to be very, very careful and cautious and very aware of the friends that you allow into your life, the the influence that they have over your marriage, the influence of the things that you're reading, social media, you know, even the best laid advice and the most respected um, spiritual leaders, their advice can be taken out of context and can lead to some decisions that aren't at all what, what their intent was. So yep. you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Mo hates Billy Graham. <gasps> That that's is what not what said. I said. That is <laughs> no, not what I said No, that's very all. good. That's very good. Uh, all right. Number two on my list. Feelings of love fluctuate. Mm. You aren't going to feel like newlyweds forever. And you may have seasons where you feel more like roommates. Maybe even seasons where you get on each other's nerves more often than not. But these seasons are also temporary. I think this is one of the key aspects with um, the vows that we take. And that they've kind of become so commonplace we really don't think about the true meaning behind them. Yeah. But in those vows, when it's saying for better or for worse, it's not just meaning like when hard times come upon your family from outside forces. It's talking about when y'all are struggling to love each other. Yeah. You're committing to stay together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's too easy these days to get into that season, which sometimes, yes, could last for months where you just don't feel that much in love anymore. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, well, I guess this is over. This mm-hmm. has run its course because you think you'll never be able to get to that point again. Right. And that's not true. But there have been seasons in our marriage where we didn't really like each other all that much. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't hate each other, but we weren't spending a lot of time together. We weren't uh, uh, being very affectionate or intimate or anything of that nature for a while. And we got on each other's nerves a lot easier than normal. And, and it's just, 
it's a season. It's something that does happen because you are growing, especially when you get married really young, mm -hmm. which does tend to happen a lot more in the the uh, Christian circles, especially like Baptists and things. That's kind of like the running joke is that no. you go to Christian college <laughs> to get married that first semester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I think a lot of people go into this as the person they are when they're young with so much more growing left to do as an individual, as a person. Mm hmm. And so you have to be willing to realize that your spouse is going to grow mm -hmm. sometimes in a different way than you're growing mm -hmm. and realize that doesn't mean that you don't love each other. And that doesn't mean that's not the person that you married, but it's, uh, it's, I'm starting to step on one of yours. So I'm going to stop you right are. there before I go you any further really are. and I'll let you jump <laughs> into it. <laughs> um, never speak ill of your spouse to family members. They, mm. as in your family members, don't have to work hard at loving you, but their love for your spouse may be negatively influenced by your emotional venting. So this was something that my mom actually told me right before Chris and I got married. She said, do not come to me complaining about Chris. Your mom actually gave you that advice. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And I just kind of looked at her and I, in that moment, I was like, great, thanks. I have no one to go to because I knew <laughs> that there were going to be times where he was going to frustrate me, where yeah. I was going to be irritated. And, you know, my mom was for many years my best friend. She is still one of my very close friends. And so I in that moment, I was like, great, thanks. I have nobody who I can vent to. But when she explained it, you know, she's always going to love me. Yeah. Always, no matter what, no matter what I do, she is always going to love me. Um, but her love for Chris is not the same. And it could easily be influenced or challenged by the way that I'm feeling in that moment. Yeah. You know, and so if I were to call her and say, oh, I can't believe he did this, this, this and this. Well, yes, that's going to then affect the way that she feels about Chris, if not long term, at least for a short amount of time. You know, and, and it's going to be difficult in that moment for family members to truly love your spouse and accept them as a part of the family. Yeah, I don't think that I was ever given that advice uh, specifically, but I feel like that's something that I've always been kind of in the back of my mind. Yeah. That I don't want to taint how Deidre looks to my mom. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell her if Deidre's ticked me off that day for one reason right. or another because my mom's always going to take my side yeah. no matter what happens, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's great. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's. You do want to have somebody you can talk to. Right. But, yeah, it definitely shouldn't be your own family. Yeah. Because it's going to become much of a your family versus your spouse mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it really just makes it advice. hard all yeah. the way around. Uh, let's see. Three on my list. Sometimes it's okay to go to bed angry. Mm -hmm. This is something that I have only really recently, like in the last couple of years, come to understand. Mm-hmm. Because something that we've done early on in our marriage was never go to bed angry. Yeah. Because that's how we interpret that Bible verse. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Yeah. And. And that's advice that a lot of people give to yeah. newlyweds. Never go to bed angry. Right. And I mean, that's one of the common things that you see like at weddings. They yeah. have those little things, you know, write your marriage advice, stick it in this box yeah. for us to pull out and read later. And that's, that's the most common one, I think. Mm -hmm. And generally overarching it's good advice but there are some times when you're being unrational mm -hmm. and the angrier you get the more ir unrational irrational <laughs> the angrier you get the more irrational you're going to get mm -hmm. and you need time to rest your brain 
and come to your senses. Yeah. Adrenaline is is sometimes your enemy. It's like road rage almost in marriage. Like if you if you are you know, remembering an instance where you're driving and you have road rage, the only thing that calms you down is that you get to some place and calm down mm-hmm. by yourself, breathe it all out and realize, gosh, that was stupid of me. Yeah. And that's exactly what sometimes fights need mm-hmm. in a marriage. Yep. Need a little space and a little distance. And then when you add exhaustion, because, mm-hmm. you know, the later that you go into the night, the more tired you're yeah. going to get. And then you're emotionally tired as well, trying to talk this, hash this argument out or yeah. whatever. You just add all of that and it just adds up to one big nasty pot of of damage right. to your And marriage. I think you and I, I think we talked about, we're kind of the same. It's like, we want to hash it out now. We yes. want it to be done and over with. Yes. We want to figure this out. Mm-hmm. But the more that the other person says, you know, no, I don't want to do this right now. I can't talk about this right now. The more upset we are. Yeah. And it's just making the situation even worse yeah. uh, from our end. And yeah, so sometimes you just need to mm-hmm. step back, breathe, give it some room, mm-hmm. sleep on it, wake yep. up, talk it out the next morning. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, number four on my list. Number three. Sorry. Number three yeah, on my right. list. Make a conscious effort to continue dating your spouse. Mm-hmm. Be creative, but be intentional. So we actually did this this past week with our date night for our anniversary. Um, yeah, I noticed. Yeah. I, and it was a lot of fun. You I used your RV, right? We used our, like our RV. camped out mm-hmm. in your RV. Um, you in your driveway, I'm assuming. In our driveway. <laughs> yep. I went to Walmart, grabbed our favorite candy, grabbed a couple movies that we hadn't seen, just really cheap $5 Terrible, terrible movies. Yes. Here's some movies with feeding trough into it. You (laughs) dig around, you'll find something good in there. Yep, exactly. Um, Then got a cheap little game, little card game for us, and then we ordered DoorDash. Yeah. We ordered Red Lobster from DoorDash and had them deliver it to the camper. So it was, it was honestly. One of the cheesiest, corniest things that we could have done for an anniversary. But at the same time, it was so creative and so mm-hmm. fun. The kids stayed in the house. You know, my boys are teenagers at this point, so And they were less than 20 feet away. Um, so they stayed in the house, left us alone. And Chris and I had an overnight date night in our, in our camper, just the two of us. Before, uh, before COVID hit, we were in the middle of like this, this marriage seminar thing mm-hmm. that our church was putting on that we we're kind of forced to take because I'm on staff and the pastor really wanted to hype this up with a lot of attendance. Yeah. So all of the staff was there. Um, but we were doing this. And one of the things that was involved with it is that we were each challenged to a $20 date night. Yeah. So each, each person had to take on a date. And so I'm sitting here thinking, well, what could I do for a $20 date night? So what we wound up doing for my date was I had the boys go over to grandparents for the, for the night, spend the night. Uh, and, we just sat on the couch in our pajamas and watched a movie that we've been wanting to watch forever yeah. without having to watch it on like volume nine yeah. so it doesn't wake up the kids mm-hmm. and, you know, ate pizza and yeah. just, you know, just relaxed and enjoyed an evening together. And then when it came to Deidre's turn, she's all, I don't know what to do. And what we wound up doing for her date was recreating the the situation in which I proposed to her, which was also a very cheesy, cheap date. Mm-hmm. But we, at that point in our marriage, we were playing a lot of cards. Like uh-huh. we were playing uh, Egyptian War was our favorite game. Uh, and we'd play that all the time. We'd play it for hours a day. Yeah. And 
I took her out there and I basically challenged her to the game. And if she won, she got a prize. And that's what it was. And she got, I proposed to her after Aww. that game. And uh, it, was, it was really neat. And so she, but you know, before that, we had gotten food, ate in the car, and then yeah. drove to the park out here, Hillcrest Park, and played outside. Yeah. And she just recreated that. We went, got some food. Uh, COVID had just started hitting, so we couldn't eat in the restaurant at that yeah. point. <laughs> And uh, got some food, and then she drove us out there. And I'm like, where are we going? And we went there, and we played cards, and it was fun. We sat out there for like two hours just playing cards, and it was a blast. Yeah. So it's those little – it's the little dates now Mm -hmm. that are more important Mm -hmm. when you're this far into a marriage. Because that's the nostalgic stuff that you miss. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. When Chris and I did that same Sunday school class – the last time that it was oh, offered. Oh, last time they yeah. Yeah, rolled it through. Yeah. Um, you know, we did the same challenge. And Chris, it's the date that Chris planned is still one of my very favorite dates that he had ever done. Sent the kids to our friend's house, pulled out the sofa sleeper in the living room, set it all up as a bed. And then we watched comedians on TV and just ate uh, like a, what is what are those boards called? Charcuterie. Thank you. Uh-huh. Had cheese and crackers and summer sausage and everything just yeah. laid out, and we just watched just comedians on that all, all night. night. <laughs> yes, and it was the best date night. Yeah. So be creative. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Be creative. It doesn't have to be flashy. Yeah. yeah. Be creative. Yeah. Yeah. But be intentional. Absolutely. All righty. Uh, my fourth one. Uh, occasionally, you will need time apart to focus on your self care and your personal relationship with God. Hmm. Uh, we started doing a thing every year since since we've had kids is that every other year one of us gets just a weekend to go stay at a hotel somewhere in the state or mm-hmm. you know around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine usually falls when Deidre goes camping with her family because I hate camping. I did try it as an adult. I hate it. <laughs> um, but so that's you know that's usually my time away and one of those nights I'll go like to Lubbock or Albuquerque or something and mm-hmm. you know go see a see a show or do something that you could only really do the right way in a bigger town than ours and just have a little self-care rejuvenating kind of weekend thing and gives me time on the road where that's usually when I like to pray Mm -hmm. and worship and stuff like that. And, uh, Deidre usually does the same thing too. Hers usually comes as like an extra night after a, uh, conference she has to go to for work she Mm -hmm. has two of those a year that she has to go to santa fe usually for a conference and she'll usually like book an extra night in in the hotel and stay there and just she'll usually sit in the uh, room and read and you know she'll Mm -hmm. go get a a drink somewhere or whatever and just you know have a relaxing yeah no kids screaming crawling all over her trying to break her glasses kind of night that's fair and uh but you know it's not just to get away from kids it's it's to get away from everything it's yeah. to get away from responsibility it's to get away even yes from marriage responsibility mm-hmm. just for a night just to focus on you breathe you rejuvenate mm-hmm. you you know reconnect with uh with god and with where you're at and re- reevaluate you know how this year has been yeah and uh it's it's amazing what just one night like one 24-hour period can do to like fuel you up for okay Let's yep. do this next year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's something that I wish we'd have learned a lot earlier. Yeah. Because I think that's how we got sick of each other really quick <laughs> early on is that yeah. we were together all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number four is listen to what your spouse is talking about 
even when you don't understand it or aren't interested in it. Mm, this one's hard. It is super it's, hard. It's like the simplest one, but it's really hard. It is really hard. So Chris's job is something that I just do not really understand. It's very difficult for me to understand the acronyms and understand, you know, just the verbiage and everything that he's talking about and how this works and that works and this speaks to that and that and that and that. And so I find myself a lot of times doing the whole Charlie Brown teacher wah, 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 wah. Yes, sir. <laughs> and just nodding. But then, you know, when the role is reversed and I'm talking to him about something that I found very interesting or something that's happened in my day and he doesn't find it as interesting as I did. But then I ask him a question about it and he can't properly answer my question. It makes me feel as if what I just said was invaluable to him. Mm. You know, the things that I'm I'm sharing and confiding in him are not important. And so I have to then really remind myself, will you do the same? You are exactly the same way when it comes to (laughs) things that are just not interesting to you. And so instead of just taking a place of understanding and being like, okay, well, there are things that he's not going to find interesting. I don't need to take it personal. Yeah. I decided instead of taking that route, I need to be interested in what he's talking about. Even if I don't understand it, even if, even if I have to go, okay, can you explain that to me? Right. And I bet differently. I would feel like asking a question, even if it makes him have to repeat information, Will it still be in a positive thing? Yeah. Because that means you're listening. Yeah. You're it's, paying a, attention. it's a positive <laughs> affirmation in your relationship so that he knows that what he's saying is valuable. It is important to me. I mm-hmm. do care about the things that he wants to share with me and vice versa. You know, it. for the most part, they are the only person that we have for the rest of our lives who we can confide things in. Even the depths of our heart, we can confide in that in our spouse. Yeah. And if for even the slightest amount of time we feel as though what we're sharing or what we're feeling isn't important, then that starts to build up walls and it starts to cause us to question, well, do I share this? Do I, you know, or do they even care if I share this? And you don't ever want to build up those walls around what you can and should or shouldn't share with your spouse. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I commend my wife uh, in that regard because... uh, I, I deliberately don't talk about politics online because mm-hmm. I don't want to get into arguments with yeah. people. And so the only person I can really talk about politics with is Deidre, and she yeah. hates it. She yeah. doesn't follow it. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't know anything. So that makes what I'm explaining even longer because I'm having to explain the setup to mm-hmm. the reason why I'm upset about this thing. Mm-hmm. And she'll sit there, and she'll, she'll listen, and she'll actively you know, nod her head and yeah. make eye contact. And I know that she doesn't care about any of this. And sometimes she'll ask a question, and she'll be like, that's messed up. And, yeah. and I, you know, I appreciate it. And I yeah. know that she doesn't care. And I know she doesn't want to hear it. Right. But she is kind enough to let me just get it all out yeah let me blurt it out Mm -hmm. and she does the same thing with me with her job you know she works in you know the financial world I don't understand any of it yeah and I try and I don't (laughs) and she'll just and I and she'll see my eyes start to glaze over after a little while yeah and I'll and I'll have to like "Mm, I'm yeah I'm paying attention I'm here I'm I'm here yeah I'm struggling (laughs) And, uh, but oftentimes she ends with a question. Sometimes it's about our finances too. And I don't know what she's doing with our money. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing what she's supposed to be doing with our money through, you know, investments and all that. I don't, I don't understand any of it. Yeah. And so she'll ask me a question. Hey, should, do you think we should change this and this and up this amount? And I'm like, yeah, 
that's what you want to do. Sure. <laughs> if you I think it's wise. But <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I don't know. I don't know if this is just specific to me or if this is a, a universal thing. But every now and then she will start talking and it'll be the first sentence of something like that. I can't understand what she's saying. Not I don't understand her words. I hear gibberish. I hear and I say, hold on, you have to stop and start over because I'm not getting any of this. Is that just me? That is just you. Do I have a brain problem? (laughs) You may want to go see a neurologist. No, I happen all the time, but it's just I literally don't hear words. I hear vowel sounds and consonants all mixed up. Okay, so (laughs) I do think that it has a couple of things. A couple factors. One, you spend most of your time with children. True. Throughout the day. And so you tune what they're saying out because a lot of times it is just gibberish. Yeah. You know, you're listening for the screaming of pain. And (laughs) that's it. And that's all. That's your role as a parent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so also I think when your mind is overloaded with so many other different things going on and you just haven't had time to process it throughout the day, anything, any input coming in, doesn't compute yeah it's got to be something like that yeah but it's really weird when it happens that's fair. but i do think it only happens when i'm already actively thinking about other things yeah like intensely and so it's my 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 ears aren't turned on to be listening to outside sources at that time and so maybe that's it maybe it's just like it's not actively listening so it's just hearing vowel sounds and consonants and not really putting words together for me but it's the strangest thing because i can be looking at her and she can just be going, I'm like, what? Hold on. Did you say words? What's going on there? Deidre's doing it on purpose now. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. It's been a running joke my whole life. <laughs> All right, you're number five. My number five. Hold on. Side note. Speaking of running jokes, oh. I spent about a year of our dating life tricking her into thinking that I talked in my sleep. Because <laughs> would, we would routinely fall asleep at her house. And so every now and then I'd be like lying down, almost falling asleep. And then I would like pretend to like be saying things, having conversations, sometimes saying things about her, sometimes sweet things, you know, like, I love you too. This is really quiet. (laughs) (laughs) And then like a year later, I told her, no, I don't talk in my sleep. I faked every one of those. And she was so mad and it was so great. (laughs) It was such a great reveal, a long-term prank that paid off so well. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) I'm so disappointed in you right now. I was like 16. (laughs) Sometimes marriage advice comes in the form of what not to do. (laughs) All right. My last one here is uh, remember you're not on opposing teams. Uh, This is probably Mm -hmm. my favorite one. And I know a lot of mine have been fight oriented, but we've had a lot of fights in our marriage. Uh, 15 years. Chris and I have never fought. (laughs) I believe you. Y'all are so gentle all the time. I can't imagine you raising your voice or hand to no. anybody. <laughs> but no, you are on one team uh, fighting. You, when you fight, it should be with the intention of growing, not winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, too often it's, it's seen as my side, your side, not our side with a disagreement. But we have to come to an agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, a, it's not a one of us gets to win. It's we need to find the middle ground that'll work in our marriage. Yeah. Oh, turned our computer on and we forgot to turn it off. Um, and that's been kind of a lifesaver. Because it's hard to not be in that mentality. 
when you're arguing arguing with each other mm-hmm. that I'm going to win this argument. Yeah. But oftentimes when it's a marriage and you win that argument, you don't feel like a winner yeah. afterwards because yeah. you've done damage to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So that's my last one. All right. I did kind of step on your last one a bit, but I'll let you expound on it. You did. Sorry about you that. You did. My last one, number number 10 combined, mm-hmm. is never forget the person you fell in love with and chose to marry. People change all the time, but if you can remember the person you first gave your heart to, you'll be able to weather life's changing seasons together. So as Matt was saying earlier, you know, Especially when you get married young, which both of us got married young to our spouses. 15 years ago. Yeah. It was a long time. Uh Uh-huh. Especially when you get married young, there is a lot of growing that happens. Mm -hmm. A lot of growing. A lot of changing. Even mentally, your brain isn't fully formed until what? You're 25 or something like that? (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, where you were as a young adult at 20 years old is not at all going to be where you are you know, at 35 or yeah. 40, 50 years old, your perspective is going to change, your your opinions are going to change, the way that you do life on a daily basis is going to change. Um, and so if you married someone just because of who they were at that at that point, it's going to be really easy to want to quit and give up. But if you can remember the person that you fell in love with, The person that, you know, the butterflies, when you first got the butterflies in your stomach, when you first kind of felt those fireworks, um, if you can go back and remember that person and then appreciate the person for all the growth and the change that they've they've come to, because you too, my friend, have changed over time. Um, If you can come to accept that you both have changed, you both have grown, um, it's going to be easier to remain in love. It's going to be easier to continue to choose to love that person throughout every life's situation. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was cut myself off and saying yeah. previously where I was going is that the, the marriage commitment that you make on your wedding day is not just for that day. Yeah. That's a commitment that you're committing to every day as you grow on through the years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's going to be harder than other times to commit to, mm-hmm. but it's still something that you've committed. Yeah. That no matter what person you become, as long as you're not becoming, you know, violent or a criminal or, you know, something absolutely horrible, you know, no matter how you change as a person, I am choosing to love you. I'm choosing to stay with you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that brings some discomfort Mm -hmm. uh, on your end Mm -hmm. that you might have to learn to deal with. There's, there's so much, there's so much focus in our society today about making yourself happy. Mm Mm-hmm that you never need to sacrifice a little bit. You never need to, you know, just come to to terms with things the way they are sometimes. Yeah. And so if your spouse starts to grow or believe something a little bit differently than you over time, you start to see that as an immovable wall between you two Mm -hmm. when it's not. It might be a doorway you have to walk through every now and then because you're going to disagree. Right. But it's not something that should separate you. Yeah. It's not something that should keep you at a distance from each other to where, well, we might as well just walk away from this then. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I'm so grateful for Daedra because she's done this far better than I ever uh, deserved or probably could do on my own with anybody else, is that I've changed a lot, but I was a lot worse back then, Mm -hmm. I feel. Yeah. And she's still committed to staying with me. 
And yeah, I hope I'm better now is what I'm really saying. <laughs> but she committed to staying with me through all that bad garbage. Mm-hmm. And she's had some of her own garbage, too, that I've had to put up with. But we've gotten through those situations. Mm-hmm. And we've grown from them and then grown closer because of them. Yeah. Now, so there were long stretches of growth that had to happen before we got to a good place again in many of those areas. Mm-hmm. But it was worth it in the end. Yeah. And it would be... I'm convinced far better than just saying, well, let's scrap this whole thing and start over with somebody new mm-hmm. and having to start it all over again. Oh, my gosh, I'd be miserable. Yeah. I might be dead at this point, honestly. Yeah. Truly, honestly, I don't think I'd be alive right now if my wife had left me early on in our marriage when I was really screwing things up. Yeah. And I don't deserve that, <laughs> first of all. Really don't deserve that from her. But... I'm just so grateful, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and I know that you and Chris have had your situations too that have arisen that have been very tough mm-hmm. and y'all have made it through as well mm-hmm. and are closer than you've ever been. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess, the main thing overarching what most of these things say is stick it out. Yeah. Is the main thing about marriage is be married. Yeah. <laughs> situations are going to do one of two things to you. And they're going to be situations. There yeah. are going to be. It is not a fairy There's tale. No fairy tale. Yeah. Your marriage is not wrong or flawed or screwed up because there are situations. Every marriage has situations. Mm-hmm. But these situations are either going to separate you or grow you closer. And you are the one who determines what those situations are going to do. Absolutely. You can allow them to bring you closer together and that ultimately that is the end goal is to bring allow hard times and circumstances to bring you closer because it not just makes it not only makes you a better couple a better married couple but it makes you a better person overall if you can handle hard situations with your spouse then you can handle hard situations with strangers on a daily basis yeah and uh, and the the best and easiest way to do that I believe, is to keep God in the conversation. Mm -hmm. You should be praying for your spouse on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. especially when you're upset with them. Mm -hmm. You should be uh, actively working to get closer to God individually and as a couple. Yeah. And just like God does with everything else in our past that's messed up and, and garbage, he can take any messed up thing that happens in your marriage and build that into something beautiful Absolutely. or use it as a catalyst for a better change mm-hmm. if you surrender it to him. Yeah. So I hope y'all learned something. <laughs> <laughs> we are not not seasoned by any means, but 15 years is... I feel like it's a rarity. It is more a- and more commonly a rarity, especially for people that marry young. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have no problem saying... We're slight experts in this. Okay, <laughs> he said it. We're, we're not. We're not counselors, but we got the school of hard knocks degree yeah. when it comes to marriage. Yeah. Hashtag facts. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we share something that we love. We'll be back in just a few with more of the morning side hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But first, I want to share with you something that I love. 
Uh, we have a friend that we've mentioned him on the show a lot, and we play a lot of his Christian rap music here on the station. His name is Josiah Williams. Uh, he is also a very big wrestling fan. And a couple years ago, he started a, a an account, and he, he actually kind of goes by this as a as a uh, artist name, one of his artist names. Uh, it's called Wrestle and Flow. So if you're a friend, uh, a friend, a fan of wrestling, if you're a friend of the WWE, <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of wrestling, uh, pretty much all all the uh, promotions out there, he has been doing rap songs using the theme music of different wrestlers. And making a rap song about them and their story, uh, and they're fantastic, and that's really what took off his like personal career, mm -hmm. and even got him noticed by WWE, got him hired by WWE as a uh, social media talent, and he even got the the ability to use his rap wrestle and flow version of an entrance song for one of the wrestlers at a big pay-per-view for the main event. He got to walk in with the wrestler and rap it live as they're really? doing. Really? It's really cool. Uh, unfortunately, due to COVID-19, they had cutbacks at WWE and they had to let a lot of support staff go and even a lot of wrestlers go uh, just to stay afloat because they can't, they can't hold shows anymore. They yeah. can't sell tickets. They can't do anything. Uh, so they're having to go kind of bare bones just to do what they're doing. Uh, hopefully, it's just a furlough but I don't think even he knows if he'll get hired back on or not once yeah. all this kind of passes. Um, so he's out there and he's doing whatever he can to, to keep making money for him and his, and his wife. But they, uh, it's, he does a fantastic job with these, these, uh, these songs. And he actually just came out with a mixtape. It's not really Christian focused in nature. So we're not playing any of it on our station. Uh, it is a lot of wrestle focused and talking about him as a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, uh, I think it's called the quarantine mixtape or something like that but go to search wrestle and flow on uh, youtube and you'll find it but the guy josiah williams fantastic guy big heart for jesus talks about god and and most everything that he does uh and what god's done for him in his life but also a super wrestler nerd wrestling yeah. nerd so he's you know he's stolen my heart for that pretty much right there. <laughs> i just texted <laughs> wrestle and flow to topher so that he can Oh, has he not seen any? No. Oh, yeah, he'll love it. Yeah. I'm sure he will. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're a fan of wrestling and rap music, go check out Wrestle and Flow. Awesome. Let's close out our show with the Bible verse for the day. Our Bible verse for the day comes from 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness unrighteousness ah sucks when you mess up the bible verse <laughs> yeah. thank you <laughs> thank you for joining us there is a back row morning show every weekday at 10 a.m eastern 7 a.m pacific mo and i bring you the morning side hug most of the week and bub and anna bring you church nerds every friday don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at back row radio and join our laughter inducing facebook community back row baptist church by going to backrowbaptist.com if you love what we do here no, wait, I'm skipping the thing. If you miss a morning show, you can subscribe <laughs> to the podcast version of the Morning Side Hug on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast apps and catch up with our new Monday through Wednesday shows. If you love what we do here on the Morning Side Hug and on Back Row Radio as a whole, we'd love for you to join our Patreon to help support us. Even a monthly commitment of $1 will get you access to everything on our Patreon feed, including nearly 50 exclusive Throwback Thursday podcasts, taste test videos, early access to special projects, and more. Visit backrowradio.com partner. That is it for the show. 
For the next month or so, we're taking a bit of a lighter schedule uh, with new episodes on Monday and Tuesday and a new best of on Wednesdays. And then Thursdays will be a toss-up. Might be another best of. Might be a show rerun. Might be something else entirely. That's a surprise. So keep tuning in, and we'll be back with new shows next Monday. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that Jesus loves you. Every Tuesday is National Junk Food Day here on Back Row Radio. And if you see us around, we love a side hug. Bye. Bye.